fucking I'm gonna lose it. Alright, we ready to go? We do like that kind of party, Chuck, don't we? Because it's week three that we're going into of the NFL season, and there's a ton of news. Jagger uh, stepped away for a second, but he joins us back here. Uh, week three is going to be wild if week one and week two have taught us anything. But before we get into all of that, Jagger, are you ready to take back the reins uh, as we introduce Mr. Uh, Fantasy Blue Chip himself? Yes, Um it's me as always, Fantasy Blue Chip on the internet streets, but normal life, you can just call me Jag here with Andrew, who gets his own introduction, Miss Real Mr. Mallard. And then, as always, Chuck Bass. He started your This Guy Sucks podcast back up. You're not just doing the blind dates anymore. You're, you're, you're in the full swing of in-season content. And unfortunately, we're in week two, and it doesn't feel any better than week one. It just feels like uh, NFL week one, two electric boogaloo. Um, and we'll start with just our, our main slate of news here. Um, this is actually not too bad if you're a believer in acres, because it was bleak for you for a second after he was a healthy scratch. And then it seemed to have gotten better, but he just got traded to the Vikings. Um, I don't care about Acres or Madison, but this affects them both. If you are a Madison owner, you have to feel sad. And if you're an Acres owner, you have to feel, uh, excuse me, if you're an Acres owner, you should feel like this is your time to sell. Like, don't, don't hold the bag. This is going to be an incredibly ugly backfield that's going to be a committee. Um, could Acres take over? He could. But that bag's getting heavy, y'all. I think now's the time to, to offload it. And again, if you're competing, just try to tear up. Package him with something else, you know, and, and, and that's how you move off with them. I'm not saying trade him from garbage or anything like that. Um, we'll start with you, Mr. Mallard, uh, bringing sophistication to this podcast. Uh, tell the people, is this a good idea? Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm trying to get rid of him before he shows his true colors. Now we need do we we need to we do need to be real here. Cam Akers was uh, a top six running back on the back half of the season last year after he seemed to put his differences aside with the Rams. But that's why right now is going to be his highest value to sell him uh, because, like you said, the, the Vikings. One, this is not going to be uh, just his show. Madison's still capable of being a. a a one B one a, whatever you want to talk, call it. Um, but it, it's, just, I don't want anything acres. He's never going to be more valuable to sell than he is now. And if I'm a Madison owner, if anything, this just tells me that the Vikings have now realized what I personally was saying all off season, that Madison is not the, the number one guy. He's been a great uh, second fiddle to Dalvin cook all these years, but uh, the second it's, it's his party. He, he does, he can't show out. So, 
Um, I think this is definitely a sign. This is going to be a full on committee. I want nothing to do with this backfield going forward. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, Mr. Bass, uh, tell us why these guys suck. <laughs> Mr. Bass was my father. Um, these, this is hilarious, right? Like usually it's such a blessing in disguise. The fantasy universe usually takes players like this and puts them on teams that we don't want. And it can kind of lower the value of the guys we already have. And instead they just stuck them together and they're letting the submersible like sink to the bottom of the ocean. Um, this is so great because this is the same player. You could have taken any take about either one of these guys, Cam Akers or Alexander Madison, and interchanged them all offseason long. Um, we all felt pretty equally about both of them. Um, and they're in offenses right now that have just clearly moved away from the kind of plotting ability that they both have. Now, it's for different reasons, I think. But um, I, this is just the ultimate, these guys do not exist in my universe. Um, trading for, trading away, doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm skipped all the way. It's also two weeks in a row. Is that a Titanic? Oh, okay. So you're just saying like. (laughs) (laughs) Both the relevant. So, so you're just saying like they're holds. You're not going to, you're not going to trade acres. Uh, I mean, and like I said, I don't, I never wanted anything to do with these guys. I've been saying people, I've been telling people that Madison sucks anyway. Like Madison's Mm -hmm. like a really, Really yeah. mediocre running back. And then Very. I don't think he should have got death threats or anything like that. No, but stupid, should, should, stupid. He be, should he have never been the starter? Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm completely with you. And so, I'll be honest, uh, I'm I'm projecting a lot on this because I don't have any shares of either one of these guys for very specific reasons. And that's not a brag. It's just that the way that my fantasy brain works, I tend towards different strategies. So this would just be my personal recommendation is to like, there's so many balls up in the air across the league with running backs right now. Maybe just hold and see who lands where. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Moving on to our next bit of news. This is, if, if you have a gentle heart, this is where you get off the boat folks. It's not good from here on out. Uh, Nick Chubb. Um, what didn't happen to Nick Chubb's knee? That's that it's easy for me to tell you what didn't happen. He still has one technically. And I'm not trying to make jokes. Like it was a brutal injury to someone who has been Mm -hmm. special to Cleveland, special to football and shout out to Steelers fans for keeping it so classy while they were out there uh, because no one wants to see this. Yeah. And then unfortunately we got to talk about the actual fantasy implications um, of this. Um, what do we do with Chubb? Me personally, he's done. I know, um, Chuck, you are big on Chubb. Do you own a lot of them? Uh, he was a big all in candidate for me a couple years ago. So I have him on a pretty fair amount of teams. Um, that sucks a lot. And this is just playing the fantasy game. I agree with everything you said about, you know, condolences and everything. Um, he looks. He's looking to be making a uh, a comeback for the playoffs, according to some advice he got from Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know how seriously he can take any of that. So we'll, we'll see. It, it's all up in the air. I um. The interesting thing about him to me is that what makes him so different than the rest of the running backs is his vision, and I'd like to see if he's able to put together anything physically with the, you know the, coming back from the injury. If he's still able to maintain that edge that he has over other players at the position. 
and what he'll mean to Cleveland going forward, because that's a team that's got so many unanswered questions. You know, we've got, we could do a whole show on what the hell is this team's plan. So when you have somebody who's as such as a rock like him, I just don't know. He's in the perfect situation. He just can't give you anything. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're, um, you're, and, and I'm just listening. Go ahead. Sorry, Andrew, there's go definitely, ahead. A, definitely a delay here, Jag. Sorry. Um, Chuck, you're definitely talking about him as if he's coming back. I'm not sure. Uh, I think his career might be done. And for, for two main reasons here, um, coming out later tonight here on the inside of the medical tent with Brian Scott. Brian Scott, Scott, we talked about this. He actually says this is one of the worst knee injuries you can have. It's a true knee uh, joint subluxation, uh, multi-ligament. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the same injury that he sustained in college uh, to the same knee um, eight years ago. He did recover from that, which was already miraculous as it was. Um, Brian Scott, uh, an injury expert that, I hold his advice very true um, is very much leaning on the side that this is a, a career ender. It's near impossible to uh, come back from this injury in the same knee again. So unfortunately in, in the dynasty world, if you can convince someone to take Chubb, that's what, that's what I'm doing. But um, you might just be holding your, holding your bucket here at the end of the day. It's sad. Yeah, it sucks um, I agree. I'll, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, I mean, I was about to say the same thing. And, and this is one of the few times where I think the entire um, t- medical Twitter is basically saying that it, it's like he's toast. Turns out I got a guy who, um, I got a guy in a league who's actually a um, I don't know. He said he has some massive degree that specializes in joints. I know I'm, I don't, I'm not a doctor, obviously. This is why I listen to doctor. What kind of joints are we talking about? You're in Colorado, man. That could mean anything. (laughs) It's not my kind of joints guys. It's not my kind of joints. I just like, yeah, I straight up don't remember what the fuck he does, but it is smart. And it's some big brain shit. And uh, the, the, the too long didn't read version is it's not good. It's not good, guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and like I said, it, I watched it live, and like I said, he might be done. So, with that being said, we'll look to. I hate to say it like this. Well, we'll just look at the other side of this. Jerome Ford. Um, he's someone I tried to stash in a lot of places, especially in Dynasty. I didn't get him enough in redraft because I got a lot of Puka Nakua. Is that a humble brag? <laughs> eh, you know, I'll let you decide. But. Um, is this someone that you guys like, or is he like Al? Is he like Anthony Madison too? You know the two towers. Um, Andrew, I'll let you take it. So I, I do like Jerome Ford. Um, he was someone that uh, at the end of this the draft season, I was um, I was taking where I could. Um, unfortunately uh, for you, for the redraft players out there, uh, right after you probably spent a healthy amount of your fab last night to get him, uh, the the. Browns went and signed Kareem Hunt. So uh, you're probably safest in production this week, but Kareem Hunt will get some touches. Um, but in the long term in Dynasty, um, like I said, with the outlook of Nick Chubb in my eyes, possibly very much leaning towards being career ending here or at least never being the same if he does come back. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy up Jerome Ford whenever, wherever I can in Dynasty formats because he seems to be the have the potential for the real deal. I like what I see. The team seems confident in him. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to take some shots on getting me some Jerome Ford and dynasty. 
Um, Chuck, where are you at with, with Ford? Do you like him? Uh, is he a, is he a um, fool's gold? Um, I, I'm going to throw myself heavily at any running back playing behind Deshaun Watson right now. Cause I don't know how much of another option the Browns have. So I feel pretty <laughs> confidently in whoever is going to be toting the rock there. Um, you know, not to echo what everybody on Twitter said, but this is what everybody on Twitter said. And they were right. It's like the Browns already had to decide between Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. And they went with Jerome Ford. So Andrew's right. He will take some touches away this year, whether that's from him or Pierre strong. I don't know yet, but you know, he has the advantage of coming in and already knowing the playbook. So he'll be able to hit the ground running pretty quickly. But as far as, you know, if Ford is the guy from a talent standpoint, I definitely think he has the ability to produce there. I guess it just depends on, do they continue to revolve around the run game? Because was this the thing they did because they had Nick Chubb or was this the thing that Nick Chubb did because that's what they needed him to do? That's the question we don't know. Um, So it does make it a little murky. Yeah, I um I'm I'm exactly with you. I think this. I mean, I said it on Twitter. I was one of the 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 yappity guys because I sit at a desk all day for money. Um, that that said it that you know Cream Hunt already had a chance to reach Jerome Ford. I would take it a step further. The Cream Hunt probably sucks, and most <laughs> of the running back market that is left probably sucks because uh, we've already had these injuries. And what are guys getting? They're getting guys that they know are in their system the raven they they already know their system the ravens are working out Kenyon drake guys that they know already because they know all right can we get someone shitty that doesn't know our playbook or can we get someone shitty that does know our playbook at the end of the day you you have a shitty guy that can pass block hopefully and do the bare minimum so like that that's why i like i'm not saying jerome ford is awesome i'm just saying he's a rb1 so the the shares that i do have are thank thank god they're in contenders so i'm i'm holding on to him because like chuck said like this is the only thing that really looks good in the browns offense mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about deshaun watson later um so i'm i want to hang on to him i don't give a yeah. shit about cream hunt and we should just mm-hmm. shove on past him which is going to bring <laughs> us to our next bit of news um is Saquon Barkley. Uh, I had him on the panic meter that we were going to talk about a little bit later. Um, uh, it's our whole show. So I mean, by a little bit, I mean, we're talk a lot about it later is yeah. uh, so like, like to me, this is like a good transition. We're going to talk about the news that he's out three weeks. And at the same time, are you worried about Saquon? Because they say it, it, it's not a high ankle sprain, but I don't know. Like Andrew, you you hang out with the smart folks that do the stuff with the medicine. So you start us out with this. What does this mean for you this season? And are you panicked for him as a dynasty asset? Because he doesn't like look really good either. So yeah. Um, so from a diet, I mean, well, I guess we'll, we'll get into the full panic discussion after. But the three weeks part, um, it wouldn't shock me with the, what I've read and what I've heard if he's back. Um, in, in two weeks if he's back for the Monday night football game. Um, the fact that they have this Thursday night game that he's already been ruled out with. So he gets that extra bit of uh, rest this upcoming week. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for him. Um, and because it's not a high ankle sprain and because he's already wanting to get back out and on the practice field and then being smart and not letting him, um, he is obviously seeming to be trending in the right direction. So I feel like this is going to be a two week max situation. So, um redraft i'm still all right um but it it does beg in dynasty like you said the question if if he comes back from this injury and uh puts together a few good 
uh, weeks where he's looking like Saquon Barkley of old, um, that feels like it could be the perfect time to take advantage and ship him out for some younger talent that uh, has some big, big upside as well, because um, he's, we're just seeing it year for year right now with Barkley is he's playing with fire with the injuries. You just never know when, um, I mean, even this, this ankle sprain, this ankle sprain looked a lot worse live when you were watching the game. This looked like it was a knee injury and it was, you're definitely panicking in the moment. Um, so the fact that this news came out might be just the blessing in disguise and the little, um, little nudge you need to say, puts together a couple of good performances. Uh, it's time for me to, to cut bait. Yeah, um, I, I was one that didn't – I didn't want Barkley. Like, like kind of like Chuck was saying earlier, it comes down to my philosophy. I own zero Saquon Barkley. I think he was a great prospect. But, again, like is it a vibes feeling? Maybe. It's one of those things I know how talented Barkley is, but I also know that running backs are the least dependent – um, excuse me, that the, they are the most dependent position as far as having a good offense and opportunity. I don't know what the Giants are going to be, even though I was kind of in on Daniel Jones, but it's more like like rushing quarterbacks, even when they're bad, they're good. So I could have my hedge bet with Daniel Jones. You don't really have that with the rest of this offense outside of probably Darren Waller, where you can kind of guess on talent and hyper focus. But like I felt like I felt like Barkley, you I don't know, man, especially at his price you're paying for him. You're really banking on his first couple of years of the season. Chuck, where are you at? No, I mean, I, I don't think there's a, a good running back in the league with a murkier situation that isn't healthy. I mean, this is a guy whose future was already in doubt, and then I don't see any rush for him to come back now. So trading for him feels weird. Owning him feels weird. You just don't really know what you're going to get. And, I mean, it sucks for – you know, I'm glad you brought up the rest of the Giants roster because – I mean, he, for whatever we feel about running backs, like he is the engine that makes this team go, whether he produces at a fantasy rate or not, like what he does, what he does, he was really the catalyst for them coming back in that second half against this fire in their gut Cardinals, Cardinals team. Um, my hope for the situation is that it just has a positive impact on the rest of the team because I'm right there with you as to where there's way too many other assets out there for me to worry about acquiring Barkley. Um, and who the hell would try to buy him right now. So I'm just hoping that Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, the passing game can mature and blossom into a young adult without having to rely on the crutch that has been Saquon uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's like and like to put give you guys like a real life example of where I'm at as a as a dynasty manager. You know, um, I, I have a couple of rosters where like I'm kind of where the New York Jets are at. My roster is good and like I'm just ready to lock it down and I need to get it done. So I'm actually like, again, you guys, if you've watched the show enough, I hate running backs. I'm trying to buy them, you know, like and I, mm. and I saw like I was like, say I had Saquon, Josh Jacobs and and derrick henry and out of all those guys i was like all right i'll set out a first for josh jacobs if this guy accepts it I'll, I'll i'll you know that's fine if he wants more i won't pay it and he wanted more he's one of those people then <laughs> i looked at saquon and i was like i don't even want that i don't think you know like i don't want to spend on that and i was like i, I looked at old reliable derrick henry and i'm like you know if I'm going to bet a first on anyone, Derrick Henry looks the best out of all that. So, and that's mm-hmm. really telling when you think about how, how much younger Saquon and, and Josh Jacobs are. And I know I'm kind of uh, hitting strays, uh, hitting uh, Josh Jacobs with some strays, but it's a fucking Sorry. problem. 
He's bringing them on himself, so, man. You're, that's not um, a stray, man. He he's kept, he he's asking for them. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take a break here, guys, um, and we'll talk about Underdog Fantasy while we're playing the commercials. Make sure to like, subscribe, because uh, that's how you can support us without using our code, which you should definitely use. And when we come back, we're talking about our Dynasty Panic Meter next. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSSDynasty to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. That code, you're in prime betting season right now. Um, a guy, I saw one like a shit ton of money on this crazy parlay that I don't remember. Again, I'm a different kind of joint specialist. So things that I don't really care about, I don't remember. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll go to our next point. We're at our dynasty panic meter. And I want to talk about one of my number one boys I was proud of for a while, Justin Fields. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go with Chuck. Maybe you're more positive than Andrew normally is. Uh, we'll start with you. Where are you at with Fields? I think that that is a good call to go with me because I am more positive about this. Um, I think this is really easy to look at from a lot of different directions. But my personal take is that um, they just don't have anybody in there captaining the ship right now. Um, there's the entire situation is completely unpredictable. But you can you can see the raw talent. You just don't see any direction from the team, from him. He's got he's got blame in that too, but quarterbacks need to be developed when you have the skill set that he has. They have no balance. Usually a team with a rushing quarterback is – the run game comes easier and it brings up the baseline, but Chicago is bottom third in EPA and success rate. They just have – they all look like they've never played together. And when you have a quarterback that it's as raw as him and you don't have anybody who – like Matt, Matt Eberflus clearly is not the guy – the offensive coordinator, everybody knows is not the guy because we the clips that have been going around, I've never seen before. I've never seen formations executed this poorly. And they're not exactly going up against premium defenses. So you know that it's in um, you know that it's a team team issue. So you just kind of gotta wait out the ship on this one. I still think he's always gonna have that built-in rushing floor once he realizes that, hey, this is what I need to do to stay viable in the NFL. That's coming. That's coming sooner rather than later. So just allow that to, you know, be patient. Yeah. Um, and to give you guys an example of, I don't, I feel worse and better at the same time that I know it's not that he just sucks and that it, the bears just suck because today, mm-hmm. like, I think they're going to make a 30 for 30 about just the news that broke today for the bears. Um, crazy. Like they released. <laughs> Yeah, like they had a defensive coordinator get raided by the FBI. Uh, Charles mm-hmm. Tillman 
uh, is the one who kind of broke the news. And turns out Charles mm. Tillman works for the FBI. That was like <laughs> one of the weirdest news to come out of all this for me. Is that Charles Tillman required uh, retired to work for the for the FBI. He's like the coolest motherfucker I've ever seen. Mm. And then, <laughs> and then on top of that, after all the raid, you think, okay, it couldn't get worse. At the Justin Fields, and and I'm not going to feed into the the BS. He didn't throw his team. He didn't throw Matt Eberflus under the bus. He kind of shoved in that direction. It's like, I can, but and then he pulled it back. If that makes sense. Cause he said, it's like, it could be coaching, but I got to play better. And as anyone who understands or works in media, like myself, a soundbite um, can go crazy. Like, for example, I cover CSU football and it's a sleepy ass job until one coach runs his mouth and then you're on national television. So <laughs> you know, uh, uh, life, com- life comes at you fast. So with all that being said, um, Andrew, what are your thoughts on Fields? Do you think he's a bust? Um, where are you at? No, I don't. I'm, I'm right there with Chuck. I don't think he's a bust yet. This is definitely a systematic, uh, a system issue. Um, the talent's there. The the drive is there. He seems uh, frustrated. I hope he doesn't get to the level that Mac Jones was frustrated last year because he's already starting to kind of show some some signs of that, that he's already speaking out publicly um, I hope that that's going to be the one thing that could probably that could possibly bring him down. Um, but man, the, the, his biggest thing right now is that through the first two games, he's got three, tu- three total touchdowns, but four total turnovers. Like that's, that's just can't happen. Um, he's, you, you can say he doesn't have like the high end weapons, but DJ Moore is still uh, something. Um, Khalil Herbert in the, in the backfield is something. Roshan Johnson is about to be something. Um, and you know, Darnell Moon has been a nice little surprise for these first two weeks so far. So like, the, the, he's got things he can work with. I don't think it's a talent issue. Um, it all is going to be dependent on if he can keep his head on straight here, as far as holding himself in check and not letting the emotions spill over too much. But I think he can do it. I think it's early season right now. Defenses are are have the edge this early in the season. I, I think it'll shake itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'll keep it as concise as possible try not to get in the weeds if you want to hear like the full deal on it um on the dynasty defense pod we had matt waldman on and and we we, we again it, it was a bunch of football and scout nerds just chopping it up for an hour and a half and like on the bottom field is there is a whole play where they were there were things that you just don't do in football just like you don't run a hitch yeah um, and then on the flip side, like Joseph Fields looks worse. Again, it's not that like, like it, it'd be one thing if he was trying to force it into bad spots, which he has done, but he's not even taking the obvious ones. Like it's stuff that, you know, there was a, a, a 14 yard out with a DJ Moore that was on the left hash um, that they had easy man cover to two safeties up top. Every time you take that 14 yard out every time, you know, and that's just like should be an automatic three-step drop and then throw it. But his drop back is slower. His processing is slower. And, and again, he doesn't have the structure. What I'm worried is that he's like never going to have the structure. Because this feels like Mm-mm. what the – like Kristen Williams has said this. It feels like what the Browns did with Baker where like, like – I'm not sure if Baker actually sucks. It's just like the teams that he react like really sucked and they didn't believe in him and they don't put him in the yeah. right position. 
Um, so that's where I'm at. I think he this is a good buy window, and I'm sorry, guys, if that bag gets too heavy. I, I'm I know I'm I'm probably crazy, but he's not not as bad as he's playing. He and he's no. not trying to and, say that. Um, so yeah, we'll move on you're right. He 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 definitely has. Panic. Oh, go ahead. His uh, I I I do want to say too, like. He doesn't have, they don't, you're right about the structure. They don't give him any layups. They don't give him any easy throws like teams have done with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. Really, really easy stuff. And when quarterbacks don't get that, they revert back to what got them into the, you know, what got them into the position, position that they're in right now. So I really think regular 80, 90 yard rushing games are coming. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it, uh yeah, that, that uh, to me that's an excellent point. And uh, to to push back to say you're right and wrong at the same time about one point, they either give him like no easy throws and don't emphasize what's his, what what's his strengths, or they give him too many easy throws, like throwing 13 screens or something. I don't know if that number is real. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it. The it meter's like off. <laughs> yeah, their meter yeah. is broken, man. They got to call the city. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to talk about our next um, our next meter it's garrett wilson he is the wide receiver 22 right now and if if you look at it you're like well it doesn't look that bad it's garrett wilson you know could he he, he could be the guy you know again you know but, and i get it he's an incredibly talented person but um i think we underestimate how bad it was last season with Zach Wilson. It was awful. Yeah. It was worse than bad. Meaning that like he, he, he was in single digits where he was unstartable and people were moving. And that's how I got a couple of shares of him. Um, Zach Wilson is supposedly better, but again, I don't think we understand how low that, that, excuse me, that bar actually is like sure. better yeah. is like, again, I made, I made this joke um on one show or some shit i did that like that like honestly our bar is way too low of of where we think he's like well he's better well okay that's like saying that your kid isn't on heroin and meth he is just on (laughs) meth you know like it's like it's like still a problem you know it's not good um andrew where are you at with garrett wilson um this is dynasty so like like yep. where you where do you think he's at this season, and then where do you think he's going to be at next season? And do you think there's going to be a buy window? Uh, I think there will be a buy window, um, and it's probably coming in probably two to three weeks. I'd say uh, the the sure he's there's two two different things I want to point out here. Um, yeah, when you look at his splits of the first two games here, uh, four you know on ESPN PPR scoring 14 points, 16 points. It doesn't look bad. But like you said, that's only adding up to wide receiver 21, 22 range. Um, it's with the state of the NFL right now to be a top end wide receiver. You can't just be consistent, you know, consistently mediocre like that. Uh, those aren't big weeks anymore when it comes to wide receivers in the, in the NFL. And Zach Wilson is not going to be able to provide him his those ceiling weeks that he needs. So you're you're looking at Garrett Wilson, who you probably drafted in the second round as your wide receiver one in some situations. Uh, you're looking at getting a, a back end wide receiver two here, and that's just not worth it uh, on the season's outlook. Uh, the other thing that's that really stinks here is that sure he had eight targets this past week. He only caught two passes. That's not a Garrett Wilson problem. That, that's a Zach Wilson problem. He can't get him the ball. And if it wasn't for that one big play touchdown, we're looking at a, a, the buy window probably happening a lot sooner. Um, so in the short term, 
Uh, I, I don't think he's going to hit his ADP in redraft or for this season's value. Uh, but long-term wise, when it comes to dynasty, we already all know Zach Wilson is not the future of this team. Uh, Zach Wilson is now just a placeholder. Uh, it does, there is uncertainty of what the future is, which makes it shady to, to own a lot of Garrett Wilson, but he's the type of talent that you might just, if you're in rebuild already, you, you might just need to hold on and, and enjoy the ride as much as you can until you see what the jets are going to be. Cause the rest of that team is talented enough to where they can now focus on QB you just got to hope they get pick the right one to, to come in next year. Chuck, where are you at? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I share, I absolutely share your level of pessimism. This is the saddest situation of all the guys I think that are, that don't have any injuries. Um, they have unequivocally the worst quarterback in the entire league, backed up by the worst play caller in the league. Um, <laughs> that's awful. And that's, mm. you just can't get around that. And I'm glad you started off this segment by talking about reminding people of how low it was last year because and how we need to think about how it can get it they can go lower because i actually yeah. didn't mind the play call i did not mind um mike lafleur calling the plays last year i just think they were working with awful quarterback and zach wilson because it popped when they had mike white in there um so we talking about another wasted year of garrett wilson this year uncertainty about what the what it's going to be rogers but still uncertain about what level of play we're going to get from him next year and then we have to trust that they're going to either bring in a new rookie quarterback or acquire a vet the year after. Like this just became the murkiest superstar wide receiver path um, by a mile. So if you believe in the talent, I understand acquiring it, but God, that price better be good because mm-hmm. otherwise you're getting Michael Pittman at best for the next two years. Hey, Michael Pittman looks great right now. So uh, <laughs> Michael Pittman, old Michael Pittman, like, like oh, okay, Matt, okay. Uh, Carson, Carson Wentz, um, Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. That was Michael, <laughs> it was Michael Pittman. Sorry. Um, let me clarify. Uh, yes. Thank you. The, the doc ages. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so, and, and I can't really add too much more than what you guys said, because like, again, in a vacuum, Garrett Wilson's very talented. So what I will mm-hmm. do, I'll give you the actionable advice that I know that Andrew and Chuck will probably agree with me. And Chuck, you made an excellent point because here, here's an example. And all my rebuilders, I bought Mike, I bought Michael Pittman. Cause I was like, man, Michael Pittman doesn't suck. Uh, the Colts suck. <laughs> You know, there I, was it like, is. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like a new coach will come in. Maybe they'll get a quarterback, but right now he's so cheap and I'm rebuilding. So I'm going to take the talent. So uh, it, basically if you, uh, if you're a rebuilder, now's your time, baby. Here, mm-hmm. it, here's your window. I, I would hammer him this week. And then when it gets real bad, you knock again next week and you're like, you sure buddy, you know, you sure you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to take it now when they're feeling really, really desperate. Because even if they just don't, even if they just accept a pick, they could take your pick and then flip it to someone else to go get their guy, maybe Michael Pittman. Um, so persistence. And, and, and again, it yes, if you owe own Garrett Wilson, here's your chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of him. Don't I? You gotta hold that bag, baby. You got to hold that damn bag. On the flip side, you got to hold it. And if you're going to do it, you need to go find a guy who's trying to rebuild. And hopefully he has CeeDee Lamb or A.J. Brown or something like mm-hmm. that. And then you can move it for that. That is something that you're at least acquiring talent. You know, fuck it. I don't know when Tyreek Hill's going to die. He's like a little baby Derek Henry <laughs> at this point. You know, go get him. Something like that. Yeah. You know, like that's what you need to do. 
So, uh, and it, you guys got anything to add or? No, no I, don't. I mean that's that that's right on the money. I, I think that there is an opportunity to be to be had here, and you're right to mention, you know, how quickly things can change for. Um, for these guys, especially for the superstar wide receivers. So if you're if, if you're the crafty type, go play the game. Yep. And these next two we're going to talk about in a pair. Um, or No, actually, excuse me. I forgot about it. Uh, we're going to talk about the nasty man. Uh, I stand corrected. We're going to talk about the nasty man, Deshaun Nobody Watson. would have blamed you for skipping over him, I assure um, you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, Have you ever seen a quarterback man, get two Browns, face we, mask we calls on himself earlier. in the same game? The Browns game? don't look good. No. No, they do not. Mm. Yeah. I'm not yeah. panicking with the um, Browns. I'll just uh, think- <laughs> You're not – No, Andrew, I'm not panicking. Go- I'm not panicking here. This you is- have the floor. You have the floor. Uh, I'm not panicking with the Browns. I'm not panicking with Deshaun Watson yet. Um, this was an awful week. I that between uh the way they played against Pittsburgh, the sloppiness of Deshaun Watson in that game, and then obviously losing oh, Nick geez. Chubb. Like this, 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 this he like he was yard wise, like, like he wasn't that was a rusty first game, but he still put up some points. He still had 45 yards rushing. He had a rushing touchdown. Like he still, for the most part, took care of the ball with just the one INT. This past week, though, with the two fumbles and the interception like that, you can't have. Um, but you know, Cincinnati's defense is still all right. Um, they underperformed in that first game, uh, and Pittsburgh's been playing a lot better than expected. Uh, they got two home games next. I think the ship's going to right itself a little bit here. I'm not saying he's going to be a top five quarterback here, but I think Deshaun Watson can still finish the season um, in that 12 to 15 range. Um, and if we're talking dynasty here, I, I the, they got the pieces around them. I think, and we talked with Jerome Ford earlier. Um, I love Elijah Moore on this team. Uh, Amari Cooper. We'll see what happens with him uh, after the season, but I'm not panicking yet. I think it is what it is with Deshaun Watson right now. Um, and really, you're, if you're trying to sell him, you're probably not going to find anyone to buy him anyway. So enjoy it. Just ride it. I mean, ride the wave. I might buy him. I might buy him. I got a. I got some teams where it doesn't look awful, um, but. I, I don't know. I just I don't know mm. what his cost is. So you're right that he's probably a hold. Chuck, where are you at? Do you think do you think Deshaun Watson's cooked? I sold him going into this season for the 101. So I felt pretty good about that. That was basically Bijan, and that's looking better by the second. Yeah, that, that, so, that's great. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. Now I'll 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 start positive and skew negative. I think that Andrew's right in regards that he did play probably two of the seven best defenses in the league. Um, and he did so in another, like, it was very much like the Zach Wilson, um, Bills game where them losing Chubb was a pretty devastating momentum moment. Now they still like, they were still in control of the game for most of it, but it's just hard to, you know, consider how that impacts the game. Uh, that being said, he looks bad. It's not just that the Browns are bad. He looks bad and he has not been good. Um, um, what was I trying to say 29th in EPA. Over, which is only ahead of Bryce Young and Kenny Pickett and is behind Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. That's both weeks too. That's not just this last game. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the Bengals defense is ferocious, but we just saw Lamar torch them. So it's hard to say that, you know, they're shutting everybody down. I just, 
I just don't have like the, the coach is going to get fired, which means there's uncertainty behind the position. He doesn't have speedsters on the team other than Elijah Moore. So he's not going to be able to get those long deep shots. He's having to rely on 50, 50 balls. And I don't know if they have the talent for that to manufacture it the way that they did in Houston. Um, there's way too many good quarterbacks in the league and there's way too many good offenses manufacturing good fantasy play out of below average quarterbacks for me to even kind of consider building around this Jamoke. Yeah, that makes, um, that's unfortunate. Like, um, I don't own any Deshaun Watson either, and I don't really think that he's a buy. And if anything, you're trying to, you're trying to sell him. Um, if mm-hmm. you're trying to sell him if you can, I, I don't, I, dare I say it, would you trade Deshaun Watson for Justin Fields? I would. You know, that's an interesting one considering how guaranteed Deshaun's future is. That's a really interesting conversation to have because you're talking about what feels like potentially, you know, they could have the same ceiling or they could have the same floor. Like, and I don't know what the answer is. And I don't trust either one of these franchises to give me the answers. So that's a gut thing. We should put that up as yeah, a Yeah, that's um I do like that I would. Poll option. That's a good idea, Chuck. Yeah, I was about to say it's one that I would make that. I would make that. But like you said, like out of anyone who's not going to get fired, it's Deshaun Watson. I think that mm-hmm. like Kevin Stefanski is he's become the new North Turner, which means that I think he's going to be a, he's a good offensive mind and he's going to be yeah. a good offensive coordinator for a team. But I don't yep. think he can be I don't think he can man the ship, man. I don't think he can man the ship. Um, there's a, just a lot of questionable things. They always try to get cute on third down and they just like. I don't know, man. Like sometimes you just like shouldn't have like motion and run some dumb ass reverse. It, it's like Matt Canada, but like more complicated and like sometimes effective. And we're going to talk more about this motherfucker Matt Canada later. And I, I forget that I'm not a football <laughs> guy, so I can curse. So I can like, <laughs> let loose. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, like like Matt Canada, I talk about villains, man. This boy is a villain. Uh, but I digress, and I don't want to get out of myself. Um, Deshaun Watson to me again, he's a sell. If you're winning now, he's a sell. Um, you, you again, it, quarterback to production is incredibly replaceable. So you could probably sell him and upgrade him for a QB one. I would try to maybe buy Kyler now and then just kind of thug it out. Um, until Kyler comes back because like like Chuck mentioned this earlier about what the Cardinals are they're scrappy and I don't think they look like they want to tank so like maybe they just use their picks on like other stuff that's important like another wide receiver maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know um so like I just I don't think that that uh that Kyler Murray is, is just toast so um we'll leave it there and we'll chug along to our next one on the panic meter it is a duo that I've been holding the bag on. It's Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Drake London had a comeback game. Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. had less targets than John New Smith. That is that is a real stat. It's a disgusting stat, and it's a fireable offense in my opinion. Um, but we're here. So, um, Andrew, where are you at with Pitts and London? Are you still buying Pitts? I'm still buying Pitts, but again. 
Um, I use this on the start shit so start sit show. Um, that's a Freudian slip, but it's the clown nose. Uh, I'm I'm still buying Kyle Pitts. So where are you at? I, I love the clown nose. Um, uh, Pitts is really starting to just seem like one of the biggest wasted situations uh, possible. Such an athletic talent, such a an explosive talent, um, just on a team that. It's, it's not even like they don't understand how to use them. They just refuse to. Um, yeah, the Johnny Smith stat, that's that's absolutely brutal. And it's not like Johnny Smith was doing anything great. He went four for 47. Um, I'm happy to see Drake London pop out uh, because Desmond Ritter also finally showed some some legs too, which is a nice sign. Uh, but if he's going to show those legs with with Ritter and, and Johnny, that's just not a good sign for me for Pitts. Um it's hard for me to buy pits right now, just given that what the hype was and what he was, he should be. But now we're just starting to, it's starting to be on the wrong side of the consistency here where he's consistently underperforming and, and not hitting expectations. And it's not to his own fault. I think it's the organization he's in, but you got to consider that when drafting him and when buying him and selling him. And I, I can't do it with pits right now. Um, to me, it's almost – I don't know when it's going to get better, but I feel like it, it has to at some point. Kyle Pitts is just too damn talented that it – like it might be one of those things. If you're a rebuilder team, keep buying, man. Just, just keep buying them. Um, I, I have a situation in my leagues where I have a lot, lot of Pat Frymuth and a lot of Sam Laporta. So winner, like whether I'm contending or not, I am sending Pat Frymuth in a second for Kyle Pitts. And like some, I even sent a Kyle Pitt, or Pat Fryermuth in the third. And the reason being that at the end of the day, Sam Laporta and Pat Fryermuth has have a similar ceiling. The only difference is one of those tight ends has an offensive coordinator, and the other <laughs> tight end has a twelve-year-old playing Madden. Um, so I, I I would rather just keep Laporta and then start him, and then hope that eventually they're going to have to incorporate Kyle Pitts. And like, and to me, Desmond Ritter, isn't it? Did he look better? Yeah, but he still like, he still looks terrible in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and where I'm at with Desmond Ritter is Marcus Mariota was a 93 Ford Taurus, a dog shit vehicle. Then they're like, okay, we need an upgrade. So we're going to, we're going to draft one. And then they drafted a 95 for Taurus, and that's still a piece of shit. So, um, I, yeah, it's it's like like to me, either Arthur Smith has to go because there comes a point where they are spending real assets on top talent, not using them, and I feel like the dam is going to break at some point, and they're not going to win, and they can't stay ahead. So he's going to go, or Desmond Ritter's going to go. So that's where I'm at. Chuck, where are you at? You're on mute, Chuck. You're muted. That's where you're at. <laughs> he had to cover up that loud keyboard. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. No, no. I, yeah, sorry. Um, so I put up a poll on Twitter. It's funny about the Deshaun Watson, and we have almost 70% of people would trade Deshaun Watson straight up for Justin Fields. Uh, so that's exciting. Love to see that out there. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So Kyle Pitts is John Lennon. Drake London is um, Paul McCartney, and Arthur Smith is Mark David Chapman. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah, 
it's, it's a it's a crazy analogy but you're putting together here. That's the guy who shot. That's the guy who shot John Lennon. Um, so that's that that's where I feel about with this. John Lennon, Kyle Pitts is ultra talented. You're on mute. You're on mute now. Um, John John Lennon is ultra talented, but basically he's getting shot to death. And Drake London is going to go on to have an okay music career afterwards. Um, personally, I've decided that I'm just going to go down on the ship with Kyle Pitts. Um, because there's no other option. All the best tight ends are decently <laughs> old, and the next young crop, you know, they're not in a much better situation, even if it is a little bit. Um, he purely exists for content, and that's getting me tons and tons of ad sharing revenue on Twitter. So I'm just gonna milk that for as long as possibly can. What did he say? Every single day, I have pits and feel. Oh yeah, there's no question. There's no question. Yeah, but I will vow that I will wear the clown nose. When I talk about Kyle Pitts <laughs> until he performs well, no matter what podcast I'm on, if I'm talking Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. I will bring it where the clown knows at least until mm-hmm. he, yeah, at least until he gets a touchdown or something. So, yeah. um, why well, I, I did, we'll I did like, I will say I liked what I saw on, real quick from, um, from Drake t- London. I do feel a little better about him. Him and Jair Alexander were one of the better matchups of the weekend, I thought. Um, Ritter went to him pretty regularly uh he's just a physical force that kind of uses his body to make those throwing windows a little bit bigger than they probably should be uh falcons were down for most of the game so we got to see if they're capable of passing you know sometimes they're going to be forced to uh we want to see if they're even capable of doing it and they were so you have to be a little bit of optimistic about london but you're right that cow pits is the uh Ah, it's the battle of our generation. We don't have a great depression. We don't have a great war. We have Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And then um, I'll get to this last one before we have to pay some bills. Um, the Steelers. Um, I, I can't wait on it anymore, guys. I got, we got to talk about <laughs> Matt Canada. Um, Rip it. Where are you, where are you guys at on, yeah, on, on all these assets, man. Like, how terrible is this play calling? Like, like I, I said this in a short, Najee Harris needs no help being bad right now. He, he needs no help. And you're going to run, you know, this the same play up the gut of the defense that everyone knows you're going to run, you know, out of a single back set. And then you're going to run three routes. You're going to run maybe a slant. And then you're going to run uh, – um, you're going to send uh, George Pickens long and then hope – that, that like that that's your number one pr- uh, play right there. It it looks bleak. Even Pat Pat Fryermuth, the guy that was all reliable. I've always said that Patty F. He's my boy, and and no matter what happens, he's still going to get five catches for at least thirty five yards and maybe a touchdown. And then and then in tight end premium, that's enough. But he's not even doing anything right now. At what point are you even looking at Mike Tomlin and you're like, what kind of baggage? does this man have on you? Did you make a bad bet? Are you gambling? Do you owe him money? What is it? Um, Personally, Najee Harris is dead to me. He's done. I don't know if George Pickens is good. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's good. Right now, the only one I still want is Deontay Johnson. And I've went on this roller coaster of like, for two weeks, I've thought Kenny Pickett is good. And that was a blissful two weeks. And now I'm back in the hellscape of feeling disgusted with myself because I believe <laughs> that they could be somebody. So with that being said, this rant is over. Chuck, mm-hmm. where are you at with the Steelers? Are you buying them in Dynasty? Is it worth it? Do you think they'll turn this ship around? 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on the fact that like, they don't exist to me until they get a complete makeover at the most important things that a, a team can have, which is quarterback and offensive coordinator or play caller, depending on if the head coach does it or whatnot. Um, there, there's no question they're moving on from Matt Canada. Uh, he'll be on the NBC halftime show next year, like before you know it. Um, but that makes me much more like, I'm so skeptical with their ability to evaluate a quarterback now. Uh, they didn't have to do it forever after Ben Roethlisberger. And then they did Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges, Kenny Pickett blows. This guy is not good. Um, he, I, I wanted to believe that he would progress because I was optimistic about the weapons that the team has. The running back room is not great, although I like Jalen Warren. The wide receivers are pretty good. Everybody looked good from a wide receiver standpoint. I thought Pickens looked good. Allen Robinson has looked all right. Calvin Austin looks good, and we know how good Deontay Johnson is. So the opportunity is there, but man, we've talked about the Browns and the Bears as far as organizations that you're just like, what are you guys doing? You've lost all of my faith. Um, Steelers are up there. Um, I think that George Pickens can very much be that elevated wide receiver too. Think of like what we thought Gabe Davis was going to be maybe if he broke out only a little better, like as far as the role he can play in the offense. Um, I still think he can be that. So I think he's a buy and I do love Deontay Johnson still um, him being gone is like, people are already forgetting how talented he is. So go after them. If you're going to go after anybody. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm stashing Deontay Johnson too. That's another bag that I don't care how heavy it gets. I got diamond hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, I, I'm going to end it on one point and then we'll pay some bills real fast. Uh, hot take Mike Tomlin is if Hollywood made a biopic about Bill Belichick and they casted a younger black guy to play Bill Belichick because <laughs> yeah. you know, I feel like we're all trusting, like, I trust Tomlin, I trust Tomlin, I trust Bill, and then you're like, should I? Because this looks like shit. You know, like on one side, we paid Juju Smith-Schuster the same money that Jacoby Myers got, and he's balling out. And then we have like, well, mm -hmm. I don't know if Juju's even the fourth wide receiver on mm -hmm. the roster. And, and yes, the Patriots are going to catch strays on this mm -hmm. podcast. They have to. It's my responsibility. But to stick <laughs> on the point, that's kind of where I'm at with Mike. Is he going to get his shit together? I don't know, man. You got to fire Canada. Cancel Canada no. 2024. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> you're uh you're absolutely right and i actually had this in my fucking notes and i don't know why i skipped over it tomlin belichick uh pete carroll the old these guys that have like super long tenure have gotten to the point where they're like fuck you watch what i'm about to do and like it's not always gonna work so maybe it's just a getting older thing or what but um god andy reed if he didn't have patrick mahomes his ass would still be slinging Alex Smith. So I don't know, man. There's something about being in the league for too long. I think it gets to you. The future is now, old man. Um, so <laughs> we'll pay some bills. And while we talk about Jazz Casino, as always, make sure to like, subscribe. And then if you guys like to listen in the car or if you get tired of your music or you want to tune out your wife and kids, we're on Spotify and Apple. So make sure to give us a review over there and then uh, listen to us, on, to us on the go. Uh, so we'll talk about Jazz Casino and then we'll bring up the sad running backs, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Charbonnet, and Tank Bigsby next. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. 
For over 20 years Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. Folks, and as I promised, we're going to get even sadder, and we're talking about the depressed boys is what I'm going to call this book, uh, uh, this group. <laughs> um, I'm going to shove past this one real fast. J.K. Dobbins, he's toast, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's a wrap. I think the best he can offer now is kind of like the Donta Foreman, and I don't just like career path, and I don't just say that because they had the same injury. I can just see him bouncing around from team to team, maybe having like four or five nice spot starts a year uh, just because he does have the lack of tread on those raggedy ass tires of his. <laughs> They're raggedy as hell, man. They are raggedy mm. as hell. All right. So we'll shove past that JK Dobbins. He's officially a third round pick, which as uh, we'd call around this parts, uh, a lottery ticket. Um, so mm -hmm. we're going to talk about two guys that we've hyped up and I'm going to take responsibility before because it doesn't look good for one of them. One of them, I still have hope. It's Zach Charbonnet and Tank Bigsby. Um, mm -hmm. It is dynasty. So that is a plus. That is a plus. Yes. We're only fucked this year. We're not fucked forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes. Zach Charbonnet. Um, where are we at with him, Andrew? Uh, so this feels like a, uh, he's run so hard, uh, even in the minimal touches he's got. Um, I think Seahawks know what they have in him. They like what they have in him. Um, and I think they're going to protect him as long as they can, uh, and let Kenneth Walker carry the weight and possibly, you know, burn himself out and get a big injury here. Uh, so I, I think they're gonna they're gonna ride Kenneth Walker until they can't, knowing that they have someone they trust behind him who can uh, ground and pound the way that uh, they want to. So yeah, this year, unless an injury happens with Kenneth Walker, I think this is going exactly as I thought. Where Kenneth Walker is gonna be just fine. Um, but I, I'm fine with Charbonnet for the future. I like his running style. I hate it when. Yeah, I hate when uh, Andrew's right because that means that <laughs> Santa isn't real. Um, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck uh, where, where, where are you at with uh, Zach Charbonnet? <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, man. Maybe crazy is not the wrong word. I, I think Kenneth Walker looks like shit. Uh, I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to give him the workload that they're giving him. And I thought he's looked bad in both of these two games. Um way worse than he looked last year. And we all agreed last year, like he was kind of this like major boom bust ish kind of running back. Mm -hmm. um, it's not looking any better right now. I'm not here to now granted Charbonnet does not look much better, but I look at all the Zach Charbonnet runs and he's getting blown up in the backfield or it's the most telegraphed play in the world, or he's like a last second, like panic target in the passing offense. Um, if they want to win games and this team is built to win games right now, whether they want to admit it or not, like they have to go all they, the Geno signing is like, we're here to try and win the division. 
Um, I, I think we're going to see Charbonnet get that baton at some point later in the year. They cannot continue to use Kenneth Walker the way they're using him. Touchdowns or not, man, like anybody scoring the touchdowns that he got. Believe it or not, I haven't watched a whole lot of Seahawks, and I've kind of heard that. Um, I, I am Please, paid to listen I, be, to a I lot beg you to Brown. watch watch the first Kenneth Walker rushing touchdown. It is one of the dumbest rushing touchdowns I've ever seen in my life. It feels like it takes 15 seconds for a goal, one yard goal line rush. I beg anybody to go watch it. Noted. That makes me feel better, and it's and it's like to me, we kind of know how this rolls. With, with these running backs, especially these rookies, where they're like, I almost think they got to like prove it to the public. Like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, see? Okay, let's go back. Because like a, a lot of times like people are, are, I don't know, everyone loves the rookies that they drafted. I, I love the rookies I drafted. Zach Charbonnet is a rookie that I love. So let's say if Zach Charbonnet gets the job and he sucks, then I'm going to say the next guy they draft sucks because that's the way it works. It's I don't make the rules. That's just the way it works. Um, so speaking of the other bandwagoners, um, our last guy I want to talk about is Tank Bigsby. He did get a touchdown. Um, that's something. Um, Travis Etienne. Uh, honestly, the, the running game looks kind of bad, that second game in general, but Travis Etienne is getting a lot of the workload. The, the Jaguars stat, like if you look at the box score, the Jaguars look worse than they actually are because like, tra- like, like Trevor Way Lawrence worse. had three touchdowns called. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had like multiple touchdowns called back. So it, to me, I, I think that the Jaguars across the board are a buy. Um, uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. no, Chuck, Chuck, where are you at mm-hmm. with, with, with Tank? He was your boy, just like mine. Are we still holding mm-hmm. the bag this year? Do we have hopes for next year? Uh, yes, I do, because while Travis Etienne doesn't look near as bad as you know Kenneth Walker does, um, he also is not anybody that I think looks like he's made any markable improvement as a runner or as a wide receiver. Uh, the play calling has been really bad for this team, and the wide receiver play has been extremely inconsistent. Like Trevor Lawrence, his EPA and success rate statistics are pretty damn bad. Like they're actually horrifically bad. But when I actually when you actually watch like the game tape and you watch like what's going on, I actually think he's making the right call every time. And it's just not like the finished product is it's less than the sum of its parts. So um, they're going to have to make some adjustments and you can only go so far with ETN. So I like Tank Bigsby to kind of, you know, hopefully eventually bring an element to the offense that and not, they, not that they just aren't lacking through two games. Cause I know that's a small sample size, but they weren't lacking. In, they were lacking in the previous year as well. So fingers crossed on that. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. And it's like, you kind of nailed it where you're like right now, the Jaguars just look almost everything is almost, yeah. you know, like, like they're kind of dialing everything in and, and, mm. and like, to me, everything's going to come together. Um, I don't think Calvin Ridley sucks. Like to me, this yeah. is just a good bad window to get. And that happened last year too, right? With different parts, like post buy. That, uh, that's like, about it. Um, uh, yeah. Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk's even back now. Yeah. Looking good. Looking good. The Go ahead, Chiefs, Chuck. you know, slurp. Start your slot receivers against the Chiefs. They've given up 35 points to slot receivers in two weeks. So smash that play all day long. I think you should just start your receivers against the Chiefs. Um, and Or at least, like, <laughs> Trent McDuffie's good. Unless Chris you have Jones Zay Jones. Good. And then, like, that that's about it. 
Ah, uh, but he's another one, I man. Know. I saw two touchdowns dropped. <laughs> he's my, he's one of my, yeah. he's one of my garbage pill kids that I like to have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he, fuck he yeah, no one wants you but up. me. I'm your. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll end her right there, folks. Um, next week, we'll have a more positive show. We'll talk about the hype. And then um, in week four, we'll start talking about guys that we should be trading because we have a little bit more concrete data. Um, so, as always, you guys could call me Fantasy Blue Chip on the internet, but my friends here just call me Jag. Um, and you can see us here every week at this same time. Make sure to like and follow us on all the social media platforms. And again, as always, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on even uh, podcast platforms I've never heard of before. Um, and then with me is Andrew LaDuke. Um, you can find him at Real Mr. Mallard, and you can see him on his show, Divots and Pivots, where he talks golf. And then Chuck Bass, our favorite bass hole at Chuck Bass FF. And you can see him weekly on his recap show, This Guy Sucks, where you probably are going to talk a lot about Najee Harris because he's garbage. Um, and then hopefully with <laughs> us, as always, we'll have uh fit. Yeah, we'll have fit and see Jesus back with us next week. Um, we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs>